Welcome back to the Company of One. This is episode number 165. I am Del Callahan. I am your host. Today we want to talk about being bored at work. So why are we talking about this? First, why am I talking about this? I've spent the last, oh, i got no blooming idea how many years, uh, at least 20 years helping professionals move to the next level. I'm mostly helping technology people. Right, people that are engineers, uh, deep computer people, uh, people, you know, it's just, but technology just means everything and also nothing these days because we have secretaries, if that's such a word anymore, that are actually fairly technical in what they do. We see people working in factories that we might have called factory workers. I don't know what their proper title is now, but they are doing a lot of technical types of things. I mean, they're different. I get it. Things are different. Uh, but most of what I'm spending time in, in or with are those engineering type people that are doing things. What's so weird about that is many of them feel bored, unchallenged, uh, and they feel like things are just kind of going nowhere. So before I go anywhere further, I want to just uh, do a shout out uh, every now and then. If you leave an iTunes review, I try to give you a shout out um, because I'm trying to get more iTunes reviews, right? That's just uh, kind of a, hey, that's a quid pro quo, right? So, so we're gonna. T this is from Will Wins. I think I know who this is. Uh, but uh, uh, something for everyone, he says. He says I went through the graduate program under Dell, and it totally changed my perspective and attitude in my career, goals, and life. This podcast has been great at continuing to challenge and make me think outside the box. It's so easy to slip back into the normal thinking that comes with an eight to five day job. Well, that's relevant today. And, uh, and this podcast has been keeping me aligned. It's your life. There's a world of possibilities out there. Keep up the good work and never stop pressing Dale. I think I put a comma in there, not pressing me, but I think he means for me to keep pressing. So the uh, so thanks, Will. Thanks for the shout out. Uh, and Will is somebody that now, uh, as I'm reading this back again, I know exactly who that is. Uh, so uh, Will has done some awesome things. And uh, Will's also had this point of boredom. And some of the things when uh, Will and I first met were about boredom. So we won't give his full name on here because maybe his boss is listening, right? So boredom at work is, is, a, is a really big deal. As I was looking and preparing for this episode, I started realizing the stats, right, whatever they are, and from surveys and from analysis, says about 43% of the American workforce are bored. And uh, then there was a, uh, like 16% of the American workforce are totally disengaged. Like their brain was shut off when they walked in the door. So We've got, you know, so if you're an employer or you're just the boss or you're a coworker or any of these people, um, I mean, you probably know this is going on. You can tell they're brain dead, but um, it, it affects everything. It impacts everything. So while, while boredom is a big deal for the person that's bored, boredom is also a huge deal for the person that employs them, for the person that depends upon them. I mean, you don't want your heart surgeon to be bored 
with heart surgery, right? We don't even want our car mechanic to be bored with car mechanicry. That's probably not a word, but you get the idea. I want people who love what they do, who are at least excited in general about what they do, who are keeping up, right? Who at least pretend to uh, to be interested every now and then. Boredom, though, no. When you're bored and and, uh, and you're showing up at work, it shows up in your work, right? Now, I'm not talking about, hey, I'm bored today, uh, or you know, the uh, this is this is a boring meeting and which meetings aren't, right? But I'm talking about just this general, you become mind numb. And so I've had this experience, and probably so of you, where you are just showing up at work and you don't even realize you got there, not because you're just driving on automatic, you don't even realize you're there. You're so disengaged, you're so bored, it just doesn't mean anything. So what do you do if you are bored at work? How do you fix this? What do you do? You can quit. You can find another job, right? Uh, some of people are going to take this path. You can, uh, instead of quitting, you might go and do something else and, and grow in your job. There's all kinds of options, right? So I want to just talk through this because I'm getting this question all the blooming time. And this is how it looks. Uh, people will call me up or people I'm coaching, uh, uh, people I'm working with in various scenarios are like, they're using the words, I want something more. And sometimes that's couched upon when I'm bored or I'm not being challenged anymore or uh, you know I can I can do my job with both hands tied behind my back. And uh, I'm hearing that over and over and over again no matter what. Now I work in a university. I work where we do research. You know, we are publishing papers, writing grants, we are teaching the next level of engineers. And the shocking the number of people around me that are bored, right? Not because of our university uh, is any different than anybody else or any, or any other university. We're bored at work. So I want to kind of, as, as I've been working with people, we, we start taking this apart. So when we do coaching with people, it's never uh, me answering anything. This is the wonderful thing about being a coach or a consultant. So this is a secret that I probably shouldn't give away. But I will, right? Because... What do I care? So when you are doing coaching or you are doing consulting, you don't have to have the answer. That's the funnest thing in the world. Uh, I see a lot of consultants, industry consultants that are paid lots of bucks uh, that uh, you know to come into an industry and something and examine things. Because what matters to a, a uh, coach or a consultant, it's the same thing, by the way, is... Um, is the questions they ask, and but it's kind of like the plumber, right? You know, you know what pipe to bang on, so it that's where everything comes in, and you start to know what questions to ask of people. So the first, you know, is we start looking at this when we start talking to people, or I start talking to people in this uh, scenario of being bored. So I've got an email from one just before we got on here tonight. And uh, and uh, and started to do this podcast is that said basically this I am bored and I'm a little stuck I'm trying to think through things and the the issue is do I leave my job or do I stay 
Do I go or do I stay? So want to stay in your job. So we kind of just started taking this apart or we're going to probably be taking this apart based upon what we would typically do with anybody else. How do you categorize things, right? As you're struggling with things like boredom, as you're struggling with anything that's with us, you start to just ask yourself questions. This is why coaches and consultants do well. It's as hard to ask yourself questions, and I'll be the first to admit that because even for me to ask myself questions, I run off and get somebody to coach me because you need somebody from the outside to ask what I would call the grandma questions, right? They're the stupid, obvious questions that anybody who's not connected and don't have any skin in the game, this is why your spouse isn't always the best person for this. They have skin in the game, right? They can ask you the stupid, obvious questions. So, but what you want to do is think about categorizing these issues. So, for instance, do you want to stay in your job or not? Right? Do you want to go or not? Um, I, you know, there's a lot of people who, as you ask them that question, they pause and they'll say, Well, I really don't want to leave my company. And there could be all kinds of reasons, right? It could be financial reasons, it could be generally they love the company they're, they're dealing with. Uh, they just don't like their particular job right now. There could be all kinds of reasons. Maybe they love their location. There were just some other things to peel apart, uh, which we would do. But just in this one moment, if you want to stay in the job, one option is just just embrace it, right? And I've worked with a guy not too long ago like this, and he was like, you know what? I got so many years to retirement, and it was a short. I forget what the number was. And he said, you know, I don't have to think at work anymore, and I don't feel challenged, but I've got, you know, three or four, whatever the number was, to, to retire. And the big and the win was pretty big for him financially to retire. And when we start thinking about that, I'm always, let's just do the math, right? Let's put some numbers to it. What is the financial implication if you walk away? The truth is, he didn't know where he was going to walk to, so it was kind of a, it, it didn't matter yet. But... In his case, it was just embrace the boredom. Dude, just show up, tie your brain behind your back, and find something else outside just to do. You don't have to work hard. You don't even have to think. Show up and put your brain doing something else. And as he started to struggle through that, he realized, you know, there's so many other things he wants to learn. He realized he was using a lot of energy at work, a lot of brain energy at work. And uh, worrying about things that don't even matter because nobody else was worrying about them. And he was trying to make his work harder than it was. And that frustration led to boredom. And I find frustration and boredom oftentimes, they tie hand in hand. So in his case, he just said, you know what? I'm going to go enjoy a new hobby. I'm going to find some things to learn. And I'm going to start preparing for my next career, my next move right now. We see a lot of people that come into our, well, not a lot, We probably 10%, but it's still over time, it's a lot of people who come into our graduate program that that's where they are. They're executives, they're at the top of the game, they're at the very top of the, uh, you know, they're, they're at the edge of retirement, and what they're doing is they're thinking, what's next? Because my day job's kind of boring. So now I have time to explore. So this, so if I want to stay in the job, just embrace it. That's one option. The other is explore, look around, become curious. Especially if you are in a company you enjoy. You know, think about 
what else can you do? When I was working for AT&T, I found myself in this building, you know, it's kind of like a bomb shelter type of building that was closed in and that's how we did things. Um, and we are having technical difficulties. So, and as I was trying to do things and we would, uh, I mean, I was, I was in this building and I'm sitting here trying to connect with uh, uh, other people that are working in multiple buildings around various areas of the city. Right, so I'm in a building, I'm trying to connect with them, talk to them, lead them, manage them. And what I found out is, well, that was kind of boring. So I started just getting up out of my seat and going to where they were. One thing is they knew a whole lot more about what was going on than I did. Right? They were experts in their area. And I had never seen the inside of the equipment that they were working on. So I started exploring. It wasn't technically my job description, but it was fun. It was enjoyable to meet these people I talked to on the phone constantly. It was enjoyable. I think it was enjoyable for them to meet me and realized I wasn't pretending and I'm sitting in the ivory tower per se, knowing I knew everything. But I got away from my desk and it broke up the monotony just enough uh, to, to make things happen. So, uh, so another thing is I think about is that we've explored with people is stop doing so much. Often when we're bored, we're not using our gifts. Now, this one is a huge one, is um, if you're busy, and I mean you're busy on the day job, and we get to work, and we're just running, 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 doing things. And a lot of times we find ourselves tense, frustrated, and bored. And those things, again, tend to go together. And as we find ourselves doing that, sometimes we realize, or I realize, let me, let me just be use myself, that part of my problem is while I see this thing and there's a lot of work to do, I'm tense doing it. And I'm bored doing it. At the same time, tension and boredom, right there together, living in the same body. And so a person um, that likes movement, per, per se, or a, per, or a person who doesn't like to sit at a desk very often, uh, that's not give me a keyboard and let me go at it. If a person doing that uh, would probably prefer sweeping the floor, it, it being paid to sweep the floor rather than uh, doing something or, or, you know, maybe walking around taking inventory, but whatever it is, rather than sitting at the desk, right? So that's what we're thinking about is, we're looking at different kinds of of, uh, of people that are doing things um, that are just not in their realm, right? They are doing things that um, don't fit them anymore. So think about, for instance, that person like me. So this is how I know this, right? And I see this all the time is I think I'm a detailed person. I think that I'm really good doing details like, you know, writing software, doing budgets, you know, working on Excel spreadsheets. There's a part of me that finds that interesting, but I really don't like it. And so when I do it and I'm trying to do it, I'm good for 15 or 20 minutes and then I get bored and frustrated at the same time. 
because I'm that other person. I'm much bigger at moving around. I'm much better at strategy and thinking through things. But some people, and this is the weird thing, as I've learned, some people are just the opposite of me. So for me, I'm not a detail person. And for you, you may be a detail person. Well, if you're a detail person and you're trying to do strategy and walking around, you're going to find it frustrating and probably eventually boring because you never get a chance to get into the details. You're just going to meetings, you're connecting with people, and there's a bazillion loose ends behind you because you never tie up the loose ends because there's no details. And then somebody like me, if I'm tying up the loose ends all day and actually making sure everything, you know, all those I's are dotted and T's are crossed, then I'm insane for another reason. So the two of us should work together. Right. And, and by the way, there's people in your office like that. So a lot of times when I say stop doing too much, what I mean is a lot of times we are in the situation that we are doing things that's not our gift. And it doesn't mean it's in our job title or anything, but you just it, it, it means that there's functions have got to be done. But you're probably working beside a person who compliments you and you don't have that conversation. So when I say stop don't, doing too much, I mean, Figure out where your where your spirit is risen. You know where what rises your spirit and makes you want to do things and be, do things cool. That will be the awesome thing to find out. Uh, and and then you you do that. So when you're in a job, you know there's just some things you can do. Just explore it. Step back from yourself. Step back from the boredom and start to do is just ask yourself some stupid questions. And these are stupid. And people hate it when I say that, but because um, they're not stupid, but you know what I mean. Simple, maybe I should use simple questions, not complex questions, but, you know, is this kind of work that I'm doing, do I really enjoy it? Is this my, is this where my gift is? And probably if you ask your coworkers or your boss, they'll tell you, you know, and I know it was that, it's been that way for me. People on my team, when I came to them one day and said, hey, I don't think I'm very good at details. They were like, Duh. You know, they know that. They get that. They understand that. And they're wondering why I keep trying to do the details instead of letting them when they love to do the details. And I'm trying to push on them to do strategy because I think that's what they should be doing. And I've got it backwards. And I'm frustrating me and them and everybody else. Right. So if you want to stay in your job, Think about exploring things. But now, number two now, the number two when we're coaching people and talking uh, is, what about leaving the job? People would say, I really like to leave the job, but, and there's always a but. One of those buts that shows up is, uh, you know, the financial issue. That one shows up a lot. Uh, so, I really want to leave my job. I'm bored. I don't know what to do. So, here's what I look at is stop again and set some goals. I mean, because the conversation I'm going to have you with you at this point in time is like, okay, you want to leave your job. That's great. What do you want to go to? What, where are you? You know, you're going, we're going to talk through that question of where do you want to be in five years, which it's not really about five years. Uh, you've probably figured that out by now if you've been asked that question. It's, it's not anything but to get yourself out of the little hole that you're dug in for yourself and think, what's the future look like? Where do I want to be? Because when we got to really step outside of our, our hole that we live in to get to that point. 
So we talk about setting goals. Where do you want to be? And usually what's weird is when I ask people that, they have an answer. Even though coming in, they will tell me, I don't really know where I'm going. I don't, I don't have any goals. But when we ask it and we talk through it very simply, they have goals. They have things they really want. They have things they really care about. So let's start there, right? Let's set some goals. Because before you leave your job, let's think through where does this give you? And then number two is money holding you back. And again, doing the math. Vested retirement. I see that one all the time. So many years to retirement. I was told one time uh, by somebody uh, at a former company that I had worked with, and she said to me, she said, I got 15 more years to put up with this crap, and then I'm out of here. And I thought, wow, what a way to look at things. 15 more years? Come on. There's no math that makes sense there for most people. 15 years. In other words, it was a company that had 30-year retirement, and she had been there 15 years. By the way, that one message, hearing her say that, made me run to the door like a madman because I thought, I don't want to be like her. I want out. Uh, And that's what I did. So really, but you just have to do the math. Retirement is just numbers. Right? It's just dollars. So for instance, if you're making $80,000 a year and you've got a retirement coming, but you have the potential to make $250,000 a year and there's and it's going to take away your retirement, well, you can just sit there and kind of do the math and say, can you make up the difference or not? And it's just you know putting pencil to paper and thinking through it or going to a financial advisor and asking somebody that doesn't have skin in the game to help you think through it because you're bored. Something needs to give. Whether you stay or whether you go, something needs to to give. The other thing, though, is, is if you're thinking about leaving, is to look outside. This is the thing that gets to me, is many times we want to look outside. I mean, we want to, um, we want to leave. And people will come to me and, 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 and we'll be talking through the scenario, but they haven't looked, right? I'll say, well, what are you thinking about? What kind of, who are you been talking to? Well, nobody, you know, and, and there's some, it's almost like we're scared to look outside. Nobody's going to kill us for going out and talking to other employers or poking around LinkedIn or making connections. It, it, it's going to either do one or two things. It's going to, uh, if you've ever been looking for a house, you may find this, you know, you're, you're, you're driving around. I remember uh, we were looking for a house one time and thinking, you know, we're tired of living where we are. We're bored, right? And so we get in our car and we drive around these neighborhoods doing, and we go see some houses and do the real estate thing. Eh, you know, eh, don't care, don't care. And we pull back in our driveway and we thought, hey, this house is awesome. It just gave us a new perspective. And I've seen a lot of people do that at work, right? Is when they start looking outside and seeing other things to do, they become reinvigorated a bit and realize, hey, I really kind of like where I am uh, because I'm just getting a chance to dive in and do things uh, and just beginning to learn. And the things I saw those other companies doing, wow, I can now implement that, right? So, uh, but, but also... We can look inward. And this is the thing. So we've got a, I've got a client is, um, well, a couple of clients, but the one in particular is at Lockheed. And she 
had changed jobs, right? She was doing something, and then she's now doing something else. She was bored doing the first thing. She loves doing the second thing. Not a big shocker, right? Except sometimes when you're in a big company, you forget this company has a million things going on. So a lot of times it's inside your own company. So when you're looking outside, in her case, she was looking inside the company. She was finding other opportunities that were right there under her nose that she'd kind of taken for granted and hadn't really um, um, explored. So here's, a, here's another one that a friend of mine has done recently, and it worked really well. Uh, he was bored with his job. It wasn't that he hated his job, but he was bored with it. And he just started telling some other people, you know, I'm just kind of bored. I want a bigger challenge. And they gave it to him in a good way. I mean, he still kept his old job, but they added some things on. Can you take on this thing over here? And it gave him it gave him two things. It gave him more money, and it gave him more opportunity to have a bigger impact and do some things that he enjoyed, you know, and, and all of this. So I, 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 will, I will add one other case to this thing about setting goals. Because I remember hearing, and I forget the guy's name, but... He was a guy that went around training people how to set goals, right? Okay, so a little ironic. He was a business owner that trained other businesses how to set goals and set targets. And in his, uh, I was listening to him speak, and he said he was on vacation and he got bored, right? You get bored on vacation too. That's no different. Most of us do. Um, so he got bored, and he said, for the first time, I sat down and wrote some goals. And he said, I'm, a, I'm embarrassed to say it because I teach people this stuff. But I had never really sat down to write goals. But because I was bored, I sat down with a pen and paper, and I wrote some goals. And in the next year, I dramatically grew my company. Just because I stopped when that boredom for a moment, that boredom drove me to think. Does that make sense? That boredom drove me to think. I love this when we see this with kids. We oftentimes do this with children. We see kids running around and what happens? I'm bored, Mom. I'm bored, Dad. Well, what can we do about that? Is what we tend to do in our society is we tend to try to give them something to do. But sometimes it's fun just to watch them be bored because they become creative and innovative themselves. Suddenly they start doing things, making up games, finding ways to entertain themselves. And uh, and sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it's destructive, right? But either way, they're exploring something new. But look, we all get bored from time to time. Staying bored is not a win for anyone, though. You will give up on things and become disgruntled at work. This is not a Maybe, this is, if you stay in a state of boredom, you will give up on things and become disgruntled at work, and it will lead to your home, and you will become that grumpy old man or old woman, right? I don't care how old you are, but that's what you're going to become. It just is a not a state you want to stay in. But even bigger, even bigger, even more important than that, think about the example that you're setting for your kids or your family. Do you want to leave a legacy of being the bored dad who just stayed in his job because he was too scared to explore something else? What kind of legacy does that leave for your children that are watching you? 
That should make you think. So all this is about being bored. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in. Like I've said, I'm going to post a link. Uh, I'm meeting with people. We're doing uh, free 30-minute what we call coaching calls, partly just as a chance for me to get to meet many of you. Uh, And it's been awesome. I've done, uh, I haven't done as, I'm I'm not at capacity yet. Um, well, it depends on the day, <laughs> depends on the week, I should say, but, uh, we'd love to do that. We'll put a link here. Hey, if you want to meet, get a 30 minute call just to talk through where you are, that would be awesome. Uh, if we can help you there, Hey, you know, who knows? I mean, and sometimes you just need people to ask you those grandma questions, right? And, uh, certainly can help you do that. So until next week though, I do want to, but, oh yes, by the way, I would, if ask you to go to iTunes, go to the website, delcallahan.com slash 165. That is this episode, 165. And leave an iTunes review. That would be so awesome. So until next week, try not to be bored.